The current spoiler warning level is Argon Violet. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Argon Violet. We're talking about a number of machines from Free Space, The Great War, and Free Space 2, as well as plot details from these two Volition games. Uh, and since these days, I, I've, I've set myself up with a stupid color system for spoilers, and then I use it in stupid ways. I have to explain that so violet is the color that argon turns when you put it in an electric, like you run electricity through it, basically, right? Um, in an electric circuit. And the ML-16 laser, the default armament, primary armament of Free Space One fighter ships, is runs out of argon gas. So that's how we... That's how we come up with this. It's a little roundabout, but what am I supposed to... What am I supposed to do? Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of... Mechanista and G, we're here for the machines. I'm Six Stepmar. And I'm Dylan. It's Sunday, which is unusual. It's Sunday. Yes, this is a this is a, definitely an unusual time for us to be recording, that's for sure. But I wanted to record a, a special episode. So I did a stream to sort of commemorate this, but I also wanted to, to do something something else. Um a, a one of my I don't know, a, a studio I'm very fond of. I don't want to say one of my favorite studios because I have never actually thought about that before. I've never organized that in my mind. But a studio I'm very fond of, uh, Volition, makers of Saints Row is what most people will know them for and Red Faction, um, but also some older games that we're going to talk about in a minute here, uh, was shut down by Embracer Group, who purchased them a number of years back. Um, Embracer Group is a bunch of late capitalist psychopaths, and I hope they all go to hell. Fair. Um, and I am sad to see them go, and I want to sort of, like, honor that their their legacy to a certain bit, so I'm going, I would like, I asked Dylan if they were willing to come on with me and, and talk about one of my favorite, I, I would say, actually, my favorite of their works, which is the Free Space series. So the Free Space games uh, are slightly sort of titularly descended from the Descent games, right? Uh, and when Volition became its own studio, the first thing they did is they're like, we're going to make a campaign-based space combat game called Free Space The Great War. At the time, it was Descent Free Space for, for the sort of purposes of branding, but it's not really a Descent game. And uh, I think those games are fucking sick, and more people should play them. And I would love to talk about some of those ships. That's fair. Wow. So we're... Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was just saying, well, let us start then. I was just leading yeah. us into that. <laughs> so I'm going to give... I'll, I'll give Dylan a few links as we go through this. Not too many, because the uh, Free Space community is really well organized. Mm. So here is a no-frills list of every ship in Free Space 1 with links. Okay. Look, you see this page and you're like, wow, yeah. there's there's no filler, all killer. We are going to limit ourselves to talking about the Terran or Terran Vesudan, because there eventually is an alliance where they make some ships together. 
uh, fighters from one and two, because otherwise we'll probably hear too long. If if it ends up being short, we can throw in some bombers or something. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, there are what like forty ships on this page, and this is just for free space one. Yeah. Uh, that so, would take us a while. All right. Well, they're also listed in in chronological order, I believe. No, that's not true. Interesting. What? Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll start off with the first ship in the game, the GTF Apollo, the Ga- the Galactic Terran Federation. No, the Galactic Terran Fighter Apollo. Okay. Hey, this is a good little guy. Yeah, this is a friend. Um, interesting shapes going on here. Okay, so, uh, I guess I'll lead, because I always do the descriptions. Uh, what we have here is a ship with a, uh, you have the cockpit located at the front, has a sort of a jet-like canopy happening. Mm-hmm. It's a two-seater. Okay, good though, to know. Uh, though you could pilot this with one person. Okay, is the two seating for like training purposes or just for optimizing things or It's for like you know, it is never made clear. Oh, okay. It is just we see we see in cutscenes that it... occasionally there are two people in the seats. Okay. Alright. So. so uh moving on you got a central fuselage then behind the cockpit, connecting into uh essentially what it looks like is... I'm trying to see if I can get a better angle of the back. I'm assuming the ba- that the back of this ends in, like, an engine, right? Yeah, so it ends in, in twin thrusters. Okay. Okay, so the twin thrusters on the back top are... Okay. I didn't know if that also had one along that, uh, like, a thruster or something at the end of that fuselage in the middle. No. Okay. No, so, just the two. So you have a central fuselage, which then, yes, has two thrusters attached... Uh, onto the upper rear end of the fuselage, and the two thrusters are facing back. Then you also have two wings coming out of there that look like they have either two more thrusters or possibly, like, pylons. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, you, I think those are just, like, like hard points for mounting weaponry, I believe. Oh, the two. Okay, so off the two wings. Okay. If All I'm remembering right. right. Um, and yeah, so you've got this shape that, you, you, you have like a four-pronged, uh, shape at the rear of this ship, though, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. and also because of the wings, the way they come up at the front, it is sort of three-pronged at the front, though the two wings, uh, the two parts attached to the end of the wings only pop up a little bit forward. Uh, the cockpit is mostly ahead. Um, is the part that's most ahead on the front. Um, this is a good little ship. Um, so I'm assuming, because this is your first one, this is probably the least complicated one? Um, it is, I think, they're they're often not that complicated. It is more, I think, that, I mean, it's certainly the least capable, but it's a very, it's a very simple classic design, I think, supposed to indicate, because there are, these games, like, the tech, in a Gundam-like way, the tech advances very quickly, I think. Okay. Um... And so this is very much like, this is what we're starting with. This is supposed to imply sort of a low-tech state, right? Um, if you look at um, down at some of the, the armaments and stuff, this thing has uh, basically a mount for, um, like, two twin mounts um, for guns. So it can mount four guns total. 
Uh, usually it's it's mounting some manner of laser, right? There are a number of lasers we, we get through, so I, I'll mention some of the interesting ones, I guess. Um, at the start, you have the ML-16s, which are basically just uh, using argon gas to make a laser beam, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, five missions into the game, you encounter enemies that they do zero damage to. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Damn, okay, so no X-Wing here. Uh-huh, no. I, not, I, I not, will admit, when yeah. you started describing it at first, my brain popped up with the whole, uh, an almost perfect balance of speed, maneuverability, and defensive shields make it the fighter of choice for Rogue Squadron <laughs> at first. But, okay, so this uh, does get outclassed. Well, they, I mean, they are hard points, so you do replace the weapons as you go. You can... Yeah. Upgrade I them. I think you could probably use this for the entire game if you wanted to. I really don't recommend it. Yeah. But it's Fair. okay. I mean, on lower difficulties, you could probably get away with it. Oh, apparently, according to the developer notes, by the way, the two-seater is, um, it says, the Free Space Reference Bible and opening cutscene of Free Space 1 swap the hardpoint locations of the primary and secondary weapons and classify it as a two-person bomber. So I guess oh, it's, interesting. there's specifically, you could think of it as, like, there's a bomber variation that has the two seats and all that. Uh, yeah, this would be the Lieutenant Ash variant that is mentioned. You can see down in the gallery, this is, oh, it's got, like, these red parts on it, too. It looks kind of cool. Okay. It's mostly the same, but, you know. Yeah. Um. It's a neat-looking ship. I also like the uh, modding resources, like, the model there, just because it is neat to see such an old game get, like, these fancy models. Mm-hmm. Because this is a this is a series that has had like low key a very active and supportive modding community. Uh huh. Um, to the point that like there is like if you were to play this game these days, you know you can run the original EXEs. Most people don't. You run a fan engine that imports all the resources and everything. Okay. Um. But yeah, missiles, lasers. Options, optional weapons. We can talk about some of the interesting weapons at the end, but for the most part, it's just like, hey, we've discovered a new type of like railgun or whatever that's going to work better or whatever as 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 tech yeah. sort of rotates. We that can go sense. ahead and move on to the next one you would unlock, which is going to be the GTF Valkyrie. Okay, the GTF Valkyrie. Ooh, okay. Uh, sadly, not as much art for this little guy, like because the other no. one had 2D art, but. This one's a pretty simple one to describe. So you've got the mm -hmm. front-loaded cockpit again, uh, also with a you know your your standard canopy. Uh, but on this, so it has a central fuselage. But rather than having, so it, it has two thrusters at the end of the fuselage. Um, but the, instead of like being located on top, they are literally just like at the very end of the central fuselage. And then you've got they are divided into four actually. So it oh. is it is two and two. Okay. Vertically stacked. Okay. And then you've got, um... Basically what look like... So for the wing attachments, first you have the fuselage bulk out a little. And it looks like these might be maybe missile ports or something like that? Given their design? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, here's, a, here's a... Here's a good shot um, you can get from the gallery of some other Valkyries in flight. Yeah, oh, I can see it. Okay, so yeah, you have the two... And the two top thrusters stick out a bit more than the bottom ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so on the central fuselage also, you have these 
bulked out sections that look like they have like missile ports or some kind of multi-launcher on the front of them, uh, four on either side. And then you also just have two, I would say, relatively tame wings sticking out. Um, They are divided into three sections. It looks like the base section sticks out like straight, and then you have a section of the wing that angles down, and then the very tip of the wing then has a section that angles back up again. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And then these also, between the first and second section of the wings, seem to have under, uh, like, a gun underneath of some kind. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's probably swappable, given what you've mentioned about the game, so. Yeah, every every mount, weapon mount, like, there are limitations, but every weapon mount uh, is, is swappable to some degree. Yeah. Um, these things are fast as hell and very fragile, mm-hmm. um, so they tend to be my, my craft of choice because I just want to get places, you know? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. but I have had instances where like I flew up and destroyed a, like a Corvette and then the explosion of the Corvette nearly killed me because my armor is too thin. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like looking at the armament. So yeah, it's got the, uh, the gun mounts, which are below. And then there's also, uh, it actually has two banks for guns. Okay. Interesting. And then, mm-hmm. uh, it has, uh, it, well, I say it has two banks of two guns each, is how I should word that. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. it has uh, the set of missile banks, which I'm assuming are the ones located in the center of the body. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it only having one missile bank is sort of a downgrade from the Apollo here, which had two. Mm -hmm. Almost, I think every ship you're going to see is going to have two uh, laser banks, if if nothing else but for gameplay reasons, because one of the weapons you see down there is the Disruptor, right? Which is basically an ion cannon. And there are lots of missions where you have to dogfight, but also disable something on a ship. And so you need to be able to mount two different kinds of guns. I do love doing that in Rogue Squadron, actually. So <laughs> it's fun. I love when you have to disable stuff. I always think it's great. Um, all right. Well, uh, what up next, then? Um, we can uh, talk about the Hercules next. Okay. Um... Ooh. Okay. Big boat. Yeah. So this one's an interesting one. So this one's got the 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 cockpit actually shape and whatnot reminds me of the core fighter. It's got a very like pointy cockpit section, whereas the other ones kind of have like more of a rounded and uh, slightly more blunt though at the tip uh, ones. This mm-hmm. one's a very pointy one, a very jet like nose. Yeah. Very um, very fast. Very streamlined. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Like say, Which is just, hilarious, because this thing's unbelievably slow. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, it looks chunky, so I'm betting it, and g- given the name Hercules, uh, I'm betting it's a slow one. So, you have the mm-hmm. central fuselage, which then has, interestingly, like, on the bottom of it, it has, like, a wing on the bottom. Uh, just, like, a bottom wing, uh, that looks like it has a little red light or something in the, uh, in the new model. Or just paint or something. Oh, on the new model. Ah, interesting. Yeah, they make it have a little flash. Um, But uh, then, looking at the original model again, you've got... So you've got two sections uh, attached, though. Uh, These look to be giant engines on the back, and on the front, just a massive, you know, gun banks, basically. So you've got Mm -hmm. two big gun banks, uh, one on either side. Oh, and I forgot to mention the what. There's also two, like, below. Uh, on the bottom of the uh, ship. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and the, these are just, it's a big engine on either side. It looks like it has 
possibly covers for the thrusters uh, that are sticking out on the top, or something to redirect oh, them. Yeah. Or uh, like a, or like a air, sort of an air brake, as it were. I mean, like obviously, the way it would work would be by covering up the engine to sort of like dampen the thrust or redirect it. I don't yeah. know. I'm just guessing. Uh, and then also at the bottom of each of these engines, you have like a little subwing or something sticking out on either side as well. Um, very small, mm-hmm. like a little paddle almost sticking out of either side. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is uh, ah, the slowest and most unmanageable fighter. It says. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of weapons and shields, though. So this, it's funny because this is a. In my brain, this is what you would have a bomber have, but I guess it's not a bomber though. It's still a fighter, but it is a heavy fighter. We're going through these fast enough. We can talk about some bombers. Um, so one of the fun things that happens is, so you uh, obviously, as I say, like five missions in, you encounter enemies that you can't hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, technically you can. It is, there is a, the first mission where you encounter them, it is possible to shoot one down. Um, it's unbelievably hard. You have to use dumb fire missiles. Your weapon systems can't even lock onto these things. So you just have to tailgate them and just pound them with dumb fire missiles. Is there Very any, hard. like, dialogue or something for doing that? For shooting uh-huh, you get them? a medal. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the fun bonus objectives. And they're like, yeah, thank you for showing us, show, like... It's great for morale that you showed that this is possible. It's not really possible, but thank you anyway. <laughs> like, we're going to encourage our pilots not to do this, but it is making <laughs> everyone feel better. <laughs> like, like um, hey, maybe maybe you should have just broken off, actually, because now people are going to think that they can deal with this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. One of the fun things about this ship is that it is, uh, first of all, sub. it's nicknamed the Big Mama, which, okay. Okay, All right. Fair enough. Sure. Um, it has pretty much been phased out by the time of the story, and it is brought back because you encounter these ships that you can't hurt, and they have this weird thing called a shield. And you're like, huh, <laughs> mm. this seems pretty sick. We should get those. You do a mission where you like raid one of the supply bays and manage to steal them and create your own prototypes, and suddenly your ships all have shields, right? Okay. Yeah. And what they discover is that this old ship... The GTF Hercules has a ridiculously, like, overtuned power plant that was wasteful on the original design, but now means it can have some incredible shields. Mm, okay. And so they bring it back. Which also makes up for the fact that it is slow. Mm-hmm. That it just yeah. has big shields. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So that's fun. Yeah. So then what? And then uh, we have one more fighter left for the base game here. Um, this is not really from the base game. This is from the first expansion. Well, I guess the only official expansion. Mm-hmm. This is the GTF Loki. Okay. Um, ooh. Oh, this one's a fancy lad, mainly because he has the... Sh- it has, like, the the shark paint. The, uh, mm-hmm. y- the mouth. So you've got a um, cockpit at the front, like all these designs. Uh, and like I mentioned below, so it has a bit more um, space below the uh, canopy. And what they've done is they've painted on like your, you know, your your teeth, like the way that a lot of old, you know, old planes had also done. Um, the central fuselage isn't quite like a straight central fuselage. It kind of expands at the neck area a little before uh, mm-hmm. terminating into the main fuselage there. 
Uh, looks like the central part ends in, I'm presuming, some engines. It's hard to find a good, again, like a lot of these, hard to find a good rear shot. But looking at the uh, new model of it, it looks like you can see, like, a, a set of two engines on the back. It looks like two big square ones. I believe that's correct, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, looks like also, the way I would describe it, it looks like it has a plate of armor on top. And then it's got two big sets of, like... Rather than wings, these are just, like, weapon mounts, it looks like, on either side. Like, a large set of weapon mm -hmm. mounts. Um, uh, these weapon mounts uh, have... At the front, you've got, like... I I'm presuming these would be missile bays or something? It looks like it also has doors for these. Though, yeah. the newer design makes it less like doors, I will say. But these are also unofficial, so it's hard to judge. Um, and then... Uh, but they, they end two-pronged, basically, and they have, like, you know, the center uh, between the two prongs is, looks like a bunch of, like, weapon bays. Um, you have a checkerboard pattern on the top of each of these as well. Uh, and then on the sides, you have a skull and crossbones, which, that's fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then they also end in two more little, like, they have, like, two little prongs sticking up on the back uh, at diagonals. Um, I'm assuming this is a hefty friend. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, uh, no, this is a recon no, this is people. A, okay. Yeah, because one of the things they do, the fun the fun thing they think of with the shield tech here, so first of all, the whole shape they say would is de like deflects radar. What we know of how whole shapes that deflect radar work, that doesn't really make any sense. This whole shape would not do that, but whatever. So maybe yeah. space radar works different. Whatever. Um, no, this is low weapons, low armor, but the thing they did that was very clever was they were like, okay, we have shields now, right? Mm -hmm. And the way we lock onto people is by detecting their reactor and locking onto the reactor. What mm -hmm. if we put a barrier around the reactor so that, so that uh, its emissions get blocked and you can't detect it? That's smart. And so they had a, a nearly untargetable stealth fighter until someone was like, why don't we just track the power in the rest of the ship? And then it was just a dog shit ship. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> so it worked for a little bit for a couple of months okay interesting uh, yeah yeah very uh a flawed ship it is also it's it's sort of a, an attempt to recreate the experience you get in the original campaign when you have these other ships show up that you can't target right yeah it's so that you um, can do that yourself at least temporarily right. well well no i think you i i haven't played the expansion i intend to this time because i've never had it before i'm replaying now um but I believe this is only used by, um, like, basically agents who've gone rogue. I don't think you get to fly one, except for in multiplayer. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, one fun thing, actually, just to note that we haven't been talking about, because there's, there's, it's not much use to us, but the, at the bottom of every, like, one of these pages is, like, numerous paragraphs of analysis by veteran pilots as to how useful this would be in multiplayer. That's pretty neat. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, Alright. And then, okay, so there was one more fighter on the list, but I noticed that we skipped it. Did Oh, we did skip the Ulysses, right? Because that's, that's tech-wise, that's at the, that's at the, the end. end, right? Because okay. mm -hmm. I know that I was like, okay, so we've been, uh, that was the one thing that was out of order, I noticed. Okay, and uh -huh. looking at this, this doesn't look like uh, your normal uh, Terran thing. Oh, because it was meant... Oh, okay. Jointly constructed by Terrans and Basudans, it says. Yeah, do you like Halo? 
Okay, so I'm assuming that uh, even though they were your enemy at some point, you all strike an accord and then another scarier enemy has appeared. Yes, yes. So that's when the, the Sheevans show up. The Sheevans are the ones who have ships that you can't target and can't hurt. Um, which brings an end to a 14-year war in a matter of weeks, where both of you are like, hey, if we don't team up, we're going extinct. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So. Uh, yeah, so together you make the Ulysses, which is the the first, you know, ship made, first fighter made with using the technologies of both sides. It looks pretty cool. So you've got, in the center, um, a... You still have the cockpit in the center, though this one has the window more at the front rather than on top. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a jet... It's not like a standard jet canopy. Um, and the cockpit is inset uh, way back because uh, immediately from the cockpit you have... Uh, this thing almost has, like, a boomerang shape, like, you know, like, in mm-hmm. the cockpit would be located at the bottom of the... Uh, or in the middle of the arc at the bottom. Um... And then, so you've got either side being, like, a large sort of wing. Um, and you can see there's the weapon bays, very visible there. Um, you know, lots of little, like, panel-y detail going on, like, on the top and bottom of this, it mm-hmm. looks like. Uh, I'm presuming, I, I, again, don't get a good look because it's not... Oh, oh, wait, actually, yeah, no, even the... Okay, you can see, though, that it has two engines on the back, okay, because you can see the... Uh, the one screenshot where it's thrusting, and you can see that it has two engines on the back. Okay, so mm-hmm. that at least helps me identify them. Oh, and you can kind of see them from the top. Uh, actually, looking at the art, they are like in the upper left corner of the art. You can see one of the thrusters there, and so I'm presuming mm-hmm. that they are just mirrored. Okay. Um. Yeah. So this has like a very different shape than the other guys, though, because it's just like a thick boomerang shape. Um. So it does look fancy. Uh. And it has, so it's got, uh, four gun mounts in total, uh, you know, two banks of two guns each, and then it has a single missile bank, actually. So, uh, surprisingly bare bones on the loadout all, all together. Um, mm-hmm. but it also mentions that it has a really high speed and really high maneuverability, so it seems like it's, this is actually the X-Wing. <laughs> Yeah, if you look at its stats, this thing is like... I mean, I kind of think it's the A-Wing, honestly. Oh, really? Um, oh, well, yeah, I guess it's is, fast and has chunky weapons, so... It has chunky... It has So it has reasonably light armor, but it has better shields than, like, any other fighter except for, of course, the Hercules, right? Oh, mm. Hercules is, is going to win on that front. Um, also, it is a little slower than the Valkyrie, but this thing turns on a dime. Mm. Um, which is which helpful is, in is, space. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really is. So this is this is just, you know, it's introduced and it's like, okay, here is the best ship in the game. Use this now. Um, okay. But it still isn't, like, the best at any one thing, except for, I guess, maneuverability. Nothing can turn as well as it can. And so there's still, like, for certain situations, there's still a use case for the older fighters. So do the Sheevans actually appear at, like, the end of the first game as, like, a twist or something? No, they, uh, they're, yeah, they are about a fourth of the way into the game they show up. Oh, so the Vesudan War has been going on for a while. Yes, 14 years. Okay, and then, uh, and they seem like your normal, like, okay, we're just at war with these guys. Oh, so the Vesudans, though, are not the ones with the, like, the shield technology and whatnot. No, no, here, let me show you a, uh, 
Okay. I I was just assuming because they were the first two factions, I noticed that the Vasudans would be the aliens with the higher tech, but no. So the humans and Vasudans... They're just different tech. Okay, so they're more evenly matched. It's the... So okay. here's here's a Shivan fighter. You can tell it's supposed to be a bad guy. It's black and uh, red. Lamau, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough, I suppose. Uh, look, sometimes you have to code your, your, your evil space empire for being read as evil space empire. Yeah, you know. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. Well, that would cover the five fighters, uh, and we are only 27 minutes in, so would we want to cover some bombers? Let's talk about some bombers. Let's start with the Athena. Okay. Alright. Uh, so, we've got the GTB Athena, dubbed the Lightning Bomber. Uh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I can tell which ships I think I'm going to like even more because this is a cool little guy. Um, this this is introduced to you, like, this is the first one you pilot, and it's very much intentional that they're like, this one is like a bomber that is a light bomber that can almost dogfight because they don't want to just dump you into a heavy bomber, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's, yeah, this one's a bomber with fighter characteristics. Um, mm-hmm. So, what you have is a central cockpit, like all of these, uh, does have the top canopy. Um, and then what you've got are, uh, from the central fuselage and, like, the rest of it, you've got these really... It's basically, if you look, or if you were looking at it from top down and you simplify the shape, it's basically a rectangle with a cockpit sticking out, as well as, uh, like, an engine and a wing on the back. It has a horizontal stabilizer on the back, so that's the wing I mentioned. has a single small thruster on the back. Uh, it looks like the main thrusters, though, are the uh, at the end of each of these large wings. Um, and then it's got uh, a it's got secondary weapon banks that are. Luckily, I have a uh, a command brief image that has the secondary weapon banks pointed out. They are at the base of the uh, like next to the to the left and right of the uh, cockpit. You have these uh, mm-hmm. little flat sections that are like missile ports, is what it looks like. Um, yeah, uh, but mostly it's just like a thick-winged fighter is how I would describe this thing um, in overall shape. It doesn't really, it, it doesn't look like what I would expect a bomber to look like. I will say that. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than it, it, it looks like it has a lot of armor because these, it's not like small wings. It's each quote-unquote wing is like a thick section. Uh, with a big engine, but also, like, the wing is itself is thick. Uh, and I'm assuming this is probably beefier than your standard fighter because of that. Yeah. 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 It, it, there's also, it's also a little fun. Um, you'll note that the default armaments for this thing include a gun called the Flail. Uh-huh. Um, the Flail is a fun weapon because it is basically, like, a... It is kind of like a laser Gatling gun, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, its individual shots are incredibly weak. And so it's designed to just exhaust a shield really fast. Um, but once you punch through the shield, it kind of can't do anything to the armor. Okay. I seem to remember Colony Wars for the PS1 also having a equipment like that. Where it's like, okay, sure. I mean, you yeah. use these to get rid of the shield. I mean, I guess that's a common thing in things with shields, right? This is your mm-hmm. weapon for getting rid of the shield. This is your weapon for actually finishing them. Um, and... It's very, the thing I think is different is it's not like Halo where like, that's like the classic, right? Or maybe perhaps Colony Wars. I didn't play much Colony Wars where it's like, okay, you want a weapon to do this and a weapon to do this. Um, In free space, usually you want a weapon to do everything, but like there are times when you'll, you'll specialize. 
Because generally, like, generally you don't want to use a flail. You just want to use a good gun. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but this this seems like a neat little guy. Um. So, being a bomber, does that mean it has, like, access to more things for the missile banks, I'm assuming? Yes, it has It has access to some more powerful uh, bombs, including, like, literal, literal cluster bombs. Mostly you're firing, like, um, you know, like spread missiles or like torpedoes like space torpedoes here's here for example here's the synaptic um mm-hmm. you can click that little page yeah. um which is a, a a cluster bomb a cluster missile really um yeah. oh and, but oh, yeah you have okay. some you have some heavier some heavier ordnance for sure on this the, on this the missiles themselves look very goofy because they're tiny here but what it does is really cool because what it does is it does the uh like the missile container thing uh that i always like where it fires out the initial thing, and then when it hits a certain distance, all the little missiles uh, break off and start homing. But because these things are space use only, they're like, I mean, we don't really need to put them in a container. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it looks cool when they come out of the container is the thing. It does. It does. I agree. I just think it's very funny that they're all just sort of mounted on the nose of this thing. Yeah. Because they're not worried about aerodynamics at all. Yeah, that's fair. It makes sense. It's just, like I said, just the funny looking little guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Missile. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the next up bomber, I'm assuming we would just run in order. So we have the Medusa. Yeah. Next is the Medusa. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is okay. Yeah. We're getting chunkier. Um, ooh, mm-hmm. and 2D art for this guy again. Yay. I like, I, I like getting the 2D art of the ships. Um, yeah. So, uh, front section, um, pointy kind of, uh, nose. Uh, looks like this is a two seater also, uh, which I guess makes sense for a bomber. Um, and then the nose terminates into the central fuselage, which sort of expands at the neck again. Um, big central fuselage on this guy, though, um, going to the very back where it looks like it has, like, a sensor or something along the top on the back, maybe? Uh, because <clears throat> that looks like, you know, like, you see what I mean, yeah, right? That like little that. thing. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, if you look at the art, I think that's a turret. Oh, that's a turret. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 that is a turret. And it's actually more apparent if you look at the um the new model of it. Uh you can yeah. see that that's a turret. Yeah. Looks like it's aiming up by default, which I guess in space you being able to aim in all directions would also be a boon. So having a turret mm-hmm. makes sense, especially if you have two, you know, pilots. Um so what you have also is at the front um are in the middle of the central fuselage. So you've got two guns that you can see apparent, like, on the top, and then you have two, like, sections of... Not really wings. These look to just be huge-ass motherfucking missile banks, basically, strapped to the front, like, on either side. Like, just a big... Mm -hmm. Just a big container for your, 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 your... I mean, it's a bomber, so your bombs and missiles and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have one on either side. The, uh, they come out and are aiming down at a little bit of an angle on either side. So, uh, you know, that's cool. Uh, and then the back of the fuselage, you have two large engines on the back. And these are, like, rounded square engines. And they have, like, little, uh, you have these little, like, again, they would appear to be, like, air brakes or something. But they're probably just for maneuvering, for, like, positioning the thrust coming out like these probably go tighter if you needed to go faster in a single direction is what i would imagine mm-hmm. um yeah uh it looks 
looks cool. Uh, apparently, the, ah, this is a, this is for fighting against like cruisers and stuff. Okay. Yeah, this is this is the introduction of the uh, tsunami, mm-hmm. which is in lore a very cool weapon. Uh, this is the in their your first use of antimatter. This is an antimatter torpedo, um, and due to basically you're only allowed to carry ten of these, which is you know partially a game balance thing, and partially an in universe balance thing because they don't want to have more than ten of these things on a ship and then have that ship explode. <laughs> oh. They're scared about what would happen. Uh, it does, yeah, okay. <laughs> a few tsunamis will take out almost any ship, barring a destroyer. Uh, it also washes over shields a little, so as long as it isn't too close to the center of the blast, a fighter or bomber has a good chance of surviving detonation. Yeah, I would hope I have a good chance of surviving the detonation of my own weapon. Um, it, it's, it's... These are quite bad, is the real thing oh, in really? the game. These are shitty weapons. What you really want is a Harbinger. Okay. The Harbinger <clears throat> is a fusion bomb surrounded by three fission bombs. So a fusion nuke with three smaller fission nukes, nukes around, around it. it to help it detonate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess it, this is how we solve fusion, is triggering a fusion reaction via three fission reactions. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems a bit ridiculous, but fair enough. Um, At that time, you're dealing with, a, with a, a ship that is a real problem, so it's understandable. Mm. Ah, a ship called the Lucifer, I see. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, so... They do this great thing where the Shivans don't, like, you try and, you know, you don't, but, like, in lore, attempts are made to negotiate with them and the Shivans never respond, right? Uh-huh. And then finally, like, halfway through the game, you have, like, a bit of, like, okay, we got one of these things, let's get a boarding crew on. And they're, like, these, like, gigantic, like, fuck it, they're, like, ultralisks from StarCraft, right? They're these big, like like four-legged scythe-handed things and you're like oh, we can't talk to these well <laughs> they just kill that's all they do uh, that's uh, funny. it's cartoonish but very fun uh yeah um but yeah the medusa seems pretty cool uh i, I like this design i mean I, I i tend to like bombers uh a bit more than fighters at times depends i like I, I i usually like faster fighters though i think my favorite are the fighters that we looked at uh that's hard um i i think it, it might be the original fighter actually the apollo might be my favorite mm-hmm. just the looking of I, the originals it's cool of look. the ones we've seen so far it's still my favorite too it's it's very cool but the bombers i are like fun flying just for being about more, guys. But... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want a chunky guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next up is the Ursa. Ursa. Yeah. Uh, this is a flying brick, so it does have a centrally located cockpit, but the cockpit is, like, nestled into what is essentially just a... The rest of the ship is just, like, a big rectangle, and the, the you know, the cockpit is just nestled into the middle there. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like you've got... The weapons are... Oh, this is an asymmetrical ship, too, looking at it. Uh, you've got, like, a bank of three big-ass guns on one side, basically, on the uh, right side. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like uh, underneath on the center, you also have a bunch of forward-facing uh, secondary mounts or missile mounts. Um, 
And it is chunky, though. The main body of this is very chunky. The engines at the end are actually relatively small for how chunky this is. It also has a turret located on the center back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a cool guy. Uh, it's funny, though, because, like, you know, you look at the engines and the engines feel more, ba- even more bare bones on this guy in favor of uh, what I'm presuming are, yeah, it looks like a lot of weapons. Yeah, so this is, um, this is a ball of armor mm-hmm. with a little putt-putt on the back that you throw at capital ships. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, this is the one that carries those nukes we were talking about, okay. so. Yeah, this, the missions flying this are exercises in religion. Um, <laughs> because if there's a fighter on your tail, you cannot shake them. You cannot turn to shoot them. You just have to hit your afterburner to go, like, five miles per hour faster and pray. <laughs> um, looks like these have a, uh, okay, yeah, so, they, yeah, so, I, I do love that the banks can hold 80, but I guess you still only can hold a certain, a limited number of those, uh, what are they, the Harbingers, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Which I guess also makes sense that you don't want that many uh, nukes and whatnot. Yeah, six of them at a given time. Uh, oh, okay, because also it has a huge shockwave, which I guess you have to be careful because uh, you do not want to uh, be too close to these when they fire. Yeah, no, that is part of the reason it has so much armor and shields, is so it can survive launching its own weapons. Ah, the GPO-2, I see. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. And then I guess next up uh, would be the Zeus. Yeah, this is the one from the expansion. Okay. Um. So, uh, the Zeus here. Um, you've got central cockpit, like most of these. So far, no asymmetrical ones. I wonder if that uh, if there are any asymmetrical among Terrans. Seems like they wouldn't, but uh, and along so you have a central fuselage. Uh, attached to either side of the fen- central fuselage, you have, like, another fuselage on either side that has what looks like big... Like, like it looks like these would be your primary weapon banks, because they have the barrels. I assume when I see barrels, primary mm-hmm. weapons. Um, yeah, accurate. And then, um, o- o- off of the top of these fuselage, you have these large mixtures of, like, a, a structure that looks like it ends in a thruster that is, like, a small square thruster... And then also the front is presumably your uh, missile banks on either side. Um, also has two larger thrusters at the base of the, uh, on either side of the back, I should say. So you have like four thrusters, two smaller ones on top and two larger ones on the bottom. Um, so interestingly, because this is in the expansion, it looks like it doesn't, it's not just, like, a straight upgrade. Like, it seems like the other ones, you kind of have, like, a progression going on in idea, but these expansion things are all, like, weird side grades. Like, this one, for instance, is apparently uh, fast for a bomber. Yeah. Its main focus, I think, is the afterburner. Um, the afterburner... If you hit the afterburner, you can go as fast as any other ship in the game, basically. It's really fast during afterburner okay. burns. Um, the sacrifice is most of the armor and shields to the point that it's like, okay, for a fighter, these are okay stats. Oh, it's a bomber. Hmm. I'm Um, presuming this is for, we need to quickly get this onto a field and have it lob a big bomb against a big enemy and then fly the fuck out. (laughs) 
yeah, that's the idea, which of course makes it bad for playing as because that's not what you do in video oh, games. Well, yeah, you you're, don't have you're, missions you're that are 30 char- seconds long. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're the main character, so you're not the character who gets to be like, I'm delivering the payload, and now I'm leaving. Uh, in this case, you are the uh, you are the ace pilot who I assume has to take down all the enemies uh, on the map. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, less, less helpful here. Um... But those are our those are our uh, Terran fighters and bombers from one, and now we could get you a link to stuff from two. All right, let's see. So free space two aircraft. I'm assuming we can skip some of these because they are just the craft from the first game. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some returning friends. We could probably. I haven't played two in a while, so I won't be like, "Oh, we should do them in specific order." I don't remember. So let's just start off with the Hercules Mark II. Yeah, uh, the Hercules Mark II. Ooh, so this looks like a much more rounded and streamlined version of the Hercules. Um, mm-hmm. You've got it's still got the same overall shape, right? You've got your central fuselage uh, with its core fighter like part there. Uh, for the nose, you've got a wing coming off the bottom, um, but instead of having two huge uh, square uh, wings on there with weapon wings, you've got two big round uh, sections on either side. This this kind of very like the, round. They kind of look like the boosters they put on the like the side of legs of some like federation of like some like federation mobile suits, you know. Yeah, like, I like will boosters. say a funny thing to me, which I and this is not to disparage the modeler. They've done a good job of translating this design to a modern model, but the modern model looks like a dummy balloon of the Hercules almost. It does look like a dummy balloon. <laughs> you know, like 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 a Gundam style dummy balloon is what I see uh-huh. with that. But um, yeah, so it uh, looks like it's better in almost every way from the prior because it mentions superior speed, maneuverability, and missile loadout. Are all increased on it. It also, you if you look at the screenshots, you can note that it, the reason it has this weird like multi prong shape. Every one of those bits is a is a thruster. It has six now. Oh, okay, so that would explain that. Looks cool. Uh, looks cool in game. Honestly, for all the updated graphics, I actually really like the original graphics though. Yeah. I try these. I want to yeah. use them. They're just they they just have a classic feel to them. Plus, and I'm, with the I'm like low poly this robot, so. They also look like they look cooler in the game because they're always surrounded by various like lighting sources and particle yeah. effects, right? You have yeah, blinking lights, you have thr- uh, you know thrusters and and lasers firing. They look good. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting guy though. This almost looks like you've this almost looks like you've become like a shmup ship, right? Is the other feeling mm, I get yeah, from it? Yeah, like especially like when you look at that art, like that looks like it could be like a friend from some shmup I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're definitely right about mainly that. Mainly because it has a quote-unquote cute design, I think, by making it more round and stuff, and that's the thing I associate with, like, a lot of fighters in, like, various shmups, like, you know, like an R-type and whatnot, is I think the designs are kind of cute because they are more rounded, and this has mm-hmm. that feel to me. Alright. So, that's the Hercules. It looks like the next new one would be the, the Perseus. Perseus. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is another, uh, Terran, Terran Vasudan design. design. You can yeah. tell because of the color, mainly. Because all the, mm-hmm. uh, it, it seems like Vasudans love using this, like, dark beige color, and including on the, uh, joint designs of the Terrans. 
and that is one thing where I think, like, on the original designs, I'm kind of whatever on the beige. On the on these, like, fan-made, like, remodels, I think the beige looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so this design, uh, very different cockpit from all the priors, because you've got, so, does have a top canopy, but you've got, like, it, it's like a bulbous kind of cockpit, you know, like, it's rounded at the, mm-hmm. like, it's rounded and a bit thick at the end. Uh, very thin neck, though. Uh, going into, you've got a wing on top and a wing on the bottom, um, like, like, like stabilizing wings, small ones. Um, and then coming out on the left or right, you've got the base of the, of the wing structure, which has, you know, a big engine block with a bunch of, uh, weapon mounts on the front. And then two smaller wings sticking out of that, uh, towards the front, uh, going on to either side. The wings here kind of remind me of, uh... Ah, uh, what was that one fighter that I described? Shit. Uh, my first time seeing a lot of these, so my... my, my oh, brain... the Valkyrie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is intended to replace the Valkyrie. So, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Yeah, because it even has the same wing design as the Valkyrie. It's just got a much larger, uh, like, secondary weapon container. This feels chunkier. Um, but not in a way that feels less tech. Yeah, if you look at the gallery, this is a remake, but it's loyal to the original. You can see that it has, like, a twin little winglets underneath as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which I think are cute. Yeah. No, it's a, this is a neat little guy. I like it. Um, so, yeah, what is this one? This is a roll overall. Then I assume it's a similar roll. High performance. Uh, yeah. High speed friend. This is just, yeah, this is just keeping up with the power creep, mostly. This is a, this is a high-speed interceptor. I will say, however, it is a little more versatile than the Valkyrie was in the original. It's not as fragile, um, so it's able to keep up a little better in normal fights. Okay. Then yeah, next up will be the GTF Pegasus. Ooh! Ooh! Oh, this is a fancy lad. This one actually mm-hmm. does, and it, it is a stealth fighter. Okay, I was about to say, this one looks like a proper stealth fighter now. And it is, um, yeah, just cause it's got like way, so, uh, pointy cockpit, um, and you got an interesting structure where you've, rather than just like a central fuselage, you've got three smaller fuselages, one coming out of the top of the cockpit area and one coming out of the base of either side. So you've got like three sections melding into it, which looks, you know, can never argue for like the actual structural integrity of this, though I feel like it would at least help with making the thing lighter. Um, but what you do have is, um, like, a big back section, uh, that has a bunch of thrusters at the end, um, and also, like, the, the top of this, you have a bunch of, like, blue exposed wiring going on all over this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, this is, uh, the fastest, most maneuverable ship in the Terran arsenal. Uh, it was actually properly designed to avoid detection, uh, because of having all the flat surfaces. Uh. Apparently, quote-unquote, woefully armored and packing minimal weaponry, making it a death box in a firefight. Uh, uh, the Pegasus pilots are a special breed of daredevils who pride themselves on getting into and out of situations that would be the death of their pilots, all without firing a shot. So basically, this is your, this is a recon ship. Recon and scout. Well, right? it's, it's used that way in the game. Um, this is quite viable in multiplayer. Really? Um, I mean... So this, the way free space combat works, I mean, this is not going to be a surprise to you, but it is one of those games where it's like, you do have missiles, but otherwise you have to lead your shots and you lock on and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, 
you can't lock onto these things, your missiles won't chase them, and you won't get a lead indicator because you can't lock onto them. It's really fucking hard to hit these things. Yeah, I guess actually that's, especially when you're dealing with other players, uh, sounds like it would actually be quite strong, even yeah, if it doesn't have yeah. a lot of weapons. If you get predictable, you'll get splashed real quick, because it can't take many hits at all, but it's very strong. Okay. Uh, I also just think it's a cool design. It's uh, very weird um, mm -hmm. in a way that the other ones haven't been. Alright, uh, next up would be the Myrmidon. This one is the most Battletech-looking one to me. Uh, yeah, this guy rules. Um, so, this is a very uh, chunky ship. This is apparently supposed to be the successor to the Ulysses. Um, uh, despite the fact that the Myrmidon is a middleweight space superiority fighter, and the Ulysses is a light fighter, but, you know, um, it's fine. Uh... Ah, uh, preferred choice for pilots of all skill due to its balanced attributes. The X-Wing. Um, so, look, I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't help it. That's my, I, I have played a lot of Rogue Squadron, so I'm used to that kind of classification. Um, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so you've got a, uh, so a cockpit located at the very front, um, vertical windows on this guy, which is interesting. Um, like... Not rather than like a bubble window or the top canopy that we've had so far. This is just like a set of vertical windows on the front, which is just really weird. Um, mm -hmm. You've got a central fuselage that has a like wing on the bottom that goes back in kind of like an arcing shape. Uh, then you've got on either side of that fuselage a what I'm assuming are uh, an engine block with some weapon banks at the front. Uh, which then has a little bit of a pylon going into another engine block with more uh, with more weapon banks, going into a wing that has another little section with more weapon banks. Seems like this guy. And funnily enough, I'm looking. Well, no, it, it has six primary weapons, six gun mounts. That feels like a, a fair bit. And it has it has three missile bays, which is pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, especially when we're talking about a fighter rather than a bomber, mm -hmm. this is actually pretty loaded up. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this is a very boxy guy. Uh, I like it. I like it. It's weird. Um, but yeah. It's... It feels kind of, it feels almost modular in the way these, like, it's like, like, banks mounted on banks mounted on banks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good friend here. Oh. So then... After the Myrmidon, we have the Ares. Ooh. A.K.A. the Hercules Three, basically. Ooh-hoo-hoo, -hoo. yeah. So this is a Hercules Mark II turn... I said the Hercules Mark II was a shmup fighter. No, this is a shmup fighter. Um, uh-huh. Because it is painted like a burgundy red. You know, like a very dark mm -hmm. red. Uh, for the main body, you've got an orange canopy. Uh... It's got the it's same sort of like overall... The, sort of like that, like, aviator, aviator sunglasses orange kind of look. Yeah. So the main body and fuselage is kind of like the same overall shape. You've got, you know, the wing on the bottom, everything. The the two sections connected onto the sides, though, instead of just being, like, those, like, rounded sections of engines, it's those, but much more detailed, which clearly means it's better, right? Because you have... Uh, so you still have, like, the prong, like... You have an engine on top that you can see, like, the way it goes. But then you've got, like, a really long like 
ending of a wing, or, like, not a wing, but, like, a pylon on the back, which looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's got, like, two points on the back, basically. Like, it extends into, like, two little points. Um, and it still has the engine on the top and bottom of either side of this. And you just get, like, a, 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 bit, a lot more detail, right? Like, a lot more mechanical stuff showing through. This thing looks fucking cool. I like this guy. Depleted uranium shielding. Yeah, I also have distinct memories of of how of this thing being so well shielded and armored that I'm getting hit by like fire like primary weapons like the primary armaments of like a destroyer and it's just pushing me around <laughs> because I'm so I, well shielded. I do love the tech room description because this is the in-game description. This greater punch and protection comes at a cost, however, as the Ares handles like a potato. <laughs> I am glad that is the in-game description of this, that it handles like a potato. I love this thing, though. This thing looks so fucking cool. Uh, I, I think this actually might be my new favorite, just because it looks really cool. Well, um, you want to look You want to look at a different style of cool, weird one. Mm-hmm. The Uranese? Yeah. Ooh. Uranese, I think. Yeah. So this is a very compact design. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, cockpit in the center, uh, has windows on the top and the sides, interestingly. It's not like a wraparound canopy, uh, in quite the same way, because it looks like it's more, like, boxy with how the windows are. Um, mm-hmm. uh, then you've got two really big guns, that looks like, located on the bottom. Uh, and then, like, instead of having, like, wings or anything sticking out, though, so you've got, like, attached to the central fuselage on either side, you just have these, like, uh, two prong structures um, that are very like held in though. They're just long. Uh, you have a, the longer bit on the top, and then a pointier bit that's not quite as long on the bottom. Um, also, lots of like exposed mechanics. It looks like on the sides. Uh, and this guy's like it looks very compact uh, and really neat. Also, um, and it manages to somehow squeeze into that eight guns. Ah, okay. I mean, I guess those giant those things on the bottom are huge, those barrels, so I guess you could theoretically mm-hmm. put more than one gun in that, because they are huge, the uh, two mm-hmm. on the bottom. Um, yeah, so it, it has eight primary gun mounts and two missile banks. Uh, eight primary gun mounts feel, feel really good. Um, yeah. I love how, like, like, uh, like, narrow but still, like, very tall the ship is. Yeah, it's got a very interesting profile in comparison to all the other ships. It certainly sticks out, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks it looks also pretty cool. Um, and then finally, uh, I guess there's one more, the SF Mar Oh, this is a repurposed Sheevan fighter. Okay, so. This is this is when uh Rekawa flew the fucking um Gelgoog with, you know, Nemo parts in it. Oh, because this is from the prior war, also, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, this is a this is the Mara from the from the first game that has had its parts ripped out and replaced with some Terran things that barely make it function, so you can do recon. Okay, so this is not. And there's actually there it's actually such a scary mission because you are undercover, and it's not like you know when Rekua does it and she's having to be like you're know, like yeah no just uh i was just having a, a little fly around cuz you're with enemies who don't talk mm, right. they just don't communicate and so you're just sort of sitting there silently not knowing if your cover's blown it's very scary yeah and you also know that if you get caught this ship is going to melt um 
guess we could also cover the bombers for two because there are only three new ones actually it looks like because uh-huh. uh you know the zeus and the ursa and stuff reappear in the medusa but those we've already covered so first up on the bombers would be the gtb artemis a terran strike bomber uh ooh. Oh, we're getting into so many lads that look like shmup-style ships. I like this guy, too. Um, So this guy's got a very R-type-style cockpit, where you've got, like, a top canopy, but it wraps around the front and also covers, like, like you have a bit of glass even on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the thing that feels very R-type to me. Um, The central fuselage is kind of thin and tall. Uh, it ends in two wings on the top back of this. Uh, and then attached to either side, you've got, like, a large engine block, which also has uh, your, like, like two weapon bays. So it has a total of four gun mounts and three missile banks. Um, uh, and you can actually see all four gun mounts, because there are only four barrels on this design, so that makes sense. And then the missile banks are, like, on the strut connecting to the two, like, engine block slash primary weapon banks that are on the outside. Uh, these outer mm-hmm. uh, weapon blocks slash... Uh, weapon banks uh have like a little subwing on the bottom of each of them which looks pretty cute and cool um yeah no this guy's great i love this guy uh so this is the artemis um it's fun because it's also just an like a like a color scheme that we're not seeing anywhere else yeah you know? it's, it's, it's got like, like a like, white yeah that's uh, like sort of space shuttle grayish white with a faint red as well mm-hmm uh, it's a very nice, it's a very nice scheme. It looks very unique, uh, so far. Uh, liking a lot of these Free Space 2 ships quite a bit is what I'm learning here. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, that's the one I have installed from GOG, so I'm gonna try that out at some point. Um, well, you should start with one. You should start, it, okay. It, you could, yeah, I can, I mean, I, I can do. they both play really well, and the stories do bleed into each other and build on each other. Yeah, so. okay. Then I will. There's also an experimental variation of this called the DH, uh, which I'm assuming... Oh, no one knows. Uh, it looks like it could be either Dark Hole or Death Head. I was going to say Death Head because it has a skull on it. Uh, yeah. I saw DH, so... That's that's um, that's my guess as well, personally. Um, yeah, and this is just... So this mostly looks like it's a recolor of the base design. Um, like, in terms of, like, the in-game model. The primary difference being, instead of having two wings at the back... It looks like it only has, like, one stabilizing fin on the back. Otherwise, it's mostly just, uh, like, texture differences rather than actual, like, shape differences. Like, you get, mm-hmm. like, different exposed parts on the top. You get a lot more added, like, little red lights. And uh, uh, the primary color is, like, this sort of, like, dark teal with uh, white stripes. It's handsome. It's like, uh, like, the color is. I don't know if I like the... Like the... Like the death head, for instance, on its on it looks stupid, but that color is a good. Color. It, I, I do like that they try to make the death head look a lot cooler uh, from the modded version down there in the gallery, uh, where they uh-huh. give it a much more stylized skull. Whereas the original one looks like you have like a low quality like JPEG of a. You have skull. an armor pickup from Doom. <laughs> yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks specifically like an icon of a skull from a thing put onto the texture. It looks a little weird, which you know it makes sense given like the texture mm-hmm. style of that game, but yeah. Um, yeah, so this is basically the edgy variant. Um, it, uh, it is apparently exactly the same as the regular Artemis in terms of statistical performance, even though it's the experimental one. They, they replaced the engines, and so they mentioned that it's uh, faster and more maneuverable than the standard, uh, Artemis. 
it says that uh, in the in-game description, but it looks like that might be a lie. Stat stat wise, there are like maneuver. The way maneuverability works is basically there are like presets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Artemis has poor maneuverability. The DH has average maneuverability. That's the only stat change. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then we've got finally the last of our list: the GTB Boanerges. Boanerges. I would. Yeah, I would guess that Boanerges something like that. I don't. Uh, it's it's. Which is the Greek rendition of the names James and John. Okay. <laughs> Uh, suddenly it's gotten Christian after all the Greek naming, but it's still using Greek, but apparently it is specifically Greek, but Christian in origin, which is funny. Um, this This is is a, yeah, this is a weird one. This, speaking on Halo ships, this is the most Halo looking ship of all of them so far. Um, in my opinion, just because I don't know, it just feels some of the shapes going on feel like, like a weird, you know, like a weird Marine vehicle in that game to me. I That's like so the specific background of this thing is from the tech room description is that it was designed basically by engineers who are sick of how annoying it is to repair their other bombers. That's very funny. So you've got a frontal cockpit that has uh, it's another one of those ones with a very vertical like set of uh, glass for the uh, front uh, window. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know, it goes basically the the pilot can look pretty far below where they're sitting as well as above. Um, obviously, I'm assuming you also have like computer things telling you where things are, but you know, uh, lots of visibility. Um, and then so the ship is mainly just a fuselage uh, with little parts sticking out of it, like which I guess is all planes. But when I say that, you'll when you look at this, you see what I mean. Though it is basically like you have the central bit going all the way to the back. Um, and then towards the front of the uh, central fuselage, you have two little bits sticking out that are just like big missile bays. Uh, then it sweeps to the back, and as it sweeps to the back, you have these two like these like little sets of green. What what almost looks like like the fin- like finger webbing or something? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, or it's like weird to or describe. like the or like on a um fucking oh shit, what's that shit called? Like the the fl- sort of like the flying squirrel kind of yeah, thing like the little on. glider parts for like flying squirrels mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it's really weird, and these are uh, going into what are two giant engine blocks on the back. Uh, this feels like a very uh, it feels like it actually. The more I look at it, it matches that story because this feels very no frills uh, compared to the other bombers. This is just mm-hmm. cockpit, two you know bomb bays. Uh, you can see the uh, the what two guns on the top. Uh, and then you've got, like, a little connecting structure to just two huge engines on the back. Um, this feels like, again, the more I look at it, it's like, oh, this is, yeah, this is a very no-frills, this does its job, and is arranged in a way that seems like, you know, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, so, uh, this is apparently, uh, also should note, uh, well, it only has three missile banks, uh, it has the highest capacity, I think, in these missile banks we've seen of all, because it has the second and third banks can carry up to a hundred uh, Cyclopses, for instance, um, it's, which feels like a it's, lot. It's interesting, because this thing is designed to basically replace the uh, the Ursa, right? Mm. As, like, you're just, like, you know, he- like heavily armored piece of metal to throw at them. Um, 
And it's, of course, you know, the two version of it, right? So it must be better. I think it's shittier than the Ursa. Really? Uh, does if it just... you look at the stats, I mean, like, it's, it is it is slightly slower normally, but has a worse afterburner. It has less armor. It has the same amount of shields. It has the same maneuverability. It has fewer guns. It's just like, I mean, it's like, it's like when people try to get realistic about Mecha and they go, wait, why would you have this high mobility version when all that does is, you know, at the cost of whatever? Like, because in reality, yeah, you have a lot of, uh, you, you have a lot of like, sometimes sacrificing one thing for another thing is not going to make it better. Just because this is a bit faster doesn't actually mean this is better than the Ursa mm-hmm. for all the costs that it has in taking that. And it's not faster when it counts, right? Because when you are dealing with speeds, like its top speed is is 65 meters a second. That's really bad in this game. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of ships that like, that's not a sustainable speed for them. That's not like, that's hard to go that slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's afterburner is slower. And so if you're that slow, what doesn't matter, your maximum speed doesn't matter. Your afterburner is what matters because your maximum speed is never going to do anything impressive. You need to be able to shake people when they're on your tail. Without a faster afterburner, you can't do that. Yeah. So that basically, a fighter gets behind you, and you are not escaping, and you are dead. Um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, the the veteran comments even has the very first sentence being, uh, the Boanerges is a flying coffin for me. So, you know. Seems generally agreed on that this is a bad ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, well... We've made it to an hour and eight. Um, it's up to you if there's anything else to cover. I guess not, because now we've gone from, like, all these... If we start covering... There are a lot of Vesudian, Vesudian fighters and Shivan fighters and whatnot, so I don't know if we can jump into that necessarily. Yeah, let's talk about... Um, we could talk about one real quick, just to just to talk about some, like... I want to find a specific... No, not that. Let's talk about the Arcadia real quick, just because it's gonna be it's gonna be slightly fun to talk about. This is just like a, a defensive space station. Here, I'm okay. Gonna yeah. Okay. Uh, it is a. Yeah. This. Okay. Huh. How to describe this? Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. How do I describe what the front of a space station is? Um, I would go top to bottom on this one. Yeah, so you've got a command bridge on the very tip, tip, tippy to top. Uh, it looks like, right? Like sticking out. Or po- mm-hmm. possibly a communications tower, actually, is probably what that is. Um, I'm used to capital ships in Star Wars and whatnot, where I would assume this is a bridge. But given that this is a station, that's probably just for, like, a big extended area for communicating uh, further away. Um... As you hit the bottom of that, you start having a bunch of tiered windows, um, which are probably more like command structures. Uh, then you have... Oi, now now this is the hard part. So, if we're looking at it dead on from that uh, hexagonal thing at the front of it... Well, I think, that's, I think that's the side, but yes, that's fine. We can describe it this way. Well, it's... Again, it's hard to say what the front and back of this is, though, because... True. Look at the orientation of the top of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. it's a station. It doesn't need a front or back, but 
Um, basically, using that hexagon, which I'm presuming is a like where the ships land. It is, yeah, it is the landing bay for smaller ships. The front bit that we'll talk about in a minute is for larger ships. Okay, so I'm gonna say, so from the left of that hexagon, when you were looking at the main image on the wiki, uh, you have these two large rounded uh, structures sticking out. Um, which seem to be, I'm presuming, habitation stuff, maybe? Because uh, it looks like there's so, a yeah. lot of windows. Um, looks like uh, on the new model, on the one side, you can see some, like, fuel bays or something. Like, uh, like you know, like little silos attached to the outside. So maybe that's <laughs> where they also keep fuel. Uh, but it mostly looks like a bunch of, like, stacked, like, sets of, like, windows and lights. So I'm presuming that's where the people are. And then on the out on the right to the right of that main image on the wiki you have a section of just these flat like I'm, i i guess is this like the landing area for larger ships uh these yeah like, so flat... it's sort of like the the like really like a really more closer to like a, a sh- like a dock a like like a harbor kind of dock in like like an ocean dock right because it's yeah. just metal sticking out that you connect to and you can see that there are like specified points on this especially uh, very evident if you're looking at the newer model of it. You can see there's, like, lots of, like, little circles with numbers on them. Uh, or, I should say, numbers that have a bunch of circles in their area. So, like, I'm presuming these are, like, the bays, right? They would tell you, oh, mm-hmm. we need you to land in seven right now. We have a space free in seven. And then you land at one of the areas in seven, possibly. Or maybe you just land... Oh, well, you said larger ships, though, so maybe actually you just land... A large ship, maybe those are like docking clamps or something, right? For holding down mm, spe- yeah. specific ships. So each of those sections is for like a specific maker model of a Terran ship. So you can have, you know, this one land here and this one land here and whatnot. Uh, maybe with a little bit of wiggle room, but there's probably preferences. Because it looks like they're either set up to be eight, six, or three is each of these sections. Mm-hmm. And there's like one, there's one that has, or there's two that have one little clamp thing um and there's a bunch of little buildings there so i'm presuming that's where all the maintenance on larger ships is also done because it looks like i would imagine a bunch of little buildings yeah so i'm assuming this is like your primary station i mean you don't tend to be deploying from a station you tend to be deploying from ships right um but yeah in, in times where you are like i think it's like the fourth or fifth mission you start like right next to one of these because you're going to be escorting some some like some cargo ships and you can like it's for a game for 1999. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just easily impressed. But you can fly like low and close to this like docking play place like in a Valkyrie, the fastest ship in the game. Hit your afterburner, and it's still gonna take you a couple of minutes to reach the other end. It's so fucking big. It's pretty cool. I like when stuff is big. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, it's it's a cool yeah. station. Um, well, Armament-wise, it has it has some guns and some fighter killers, which are basically laser flat cannons. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it has uh, 19 turrets and 5 fighter killers. Um, it does mention here that it actually doesn't really have... It's durable, but doesn't really have self-defense capabilities, especially not after the development of beam cannons. Mm-hmm. I'm presuming the yeah, missions th- are defend this thing. Yeah, tend to be... Um, I mean, it's also not moving, so it's not going to attack anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but it could be attacked, is, is the thing. Sure. Absolutely. Um, there's also, 
I just want to like illustrate, this is something they added in Free Space 2, but I just think it's really cool. Here is a fight between two capital ships in Free Space 2. And the way beam cannons work in this game is that, like, you fire them, and then they are sustained beams that you slash across a target. Oh, I do always love that. This really, looks cool. It's, they're very cool So in fights. Free Space, I do have to ask, are you always in a fighter? Like, would this be a battle that you are witnessing, or do you ever get to pilot, like, a larger ship? Fighter or bomber. That's okay. it. Um, so they- have I ended up in the middle of, like, between capital ships as they're firing these beams and it is like it is like bullet hell but instead of bullet hell it's like bus hell because don't, of how big these fucking yeah, things don't are. touch the yes. lines <laughs> it's scary it's pretty cool um very visually impressive which is what i want out of a space game um, yeah yeah but yeah all right i need to try these out i don't really play very many space sims overall so they're very fun um, but yeah, uh, well, um, okay. I love- Can we talk yes. about one more thing? There's one other Ab- thing. Whatever, whatever you want. Well, because I saw it listed as the, the twin symbols of Terran pride. It was the Arcadia and the Orion. Sure. We can talk about the Orion. Uh, yeah. And so I'm like, well, if the Orion's like their really big, like major thing, maybe we should talk about that. It's one capital ship to talk about. Why not? It's um, only two kilometers long. It's only two kilometers long. Yeah. All right, so what we have here is a massive hulking ship. Uh, looks to be covered in turrets. I'm assuming that's what those things are that are, are by default pointing up. Those look like those would be turrets. Yeah, yeah those are those are main batteries, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there are... So the Orion is a class. There are multiple Orions. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they probably all have a similar structure. Um, and yeah, so you've got a big front section, ends in a, you know, like kind of a point, uh, has, uh, it's a bit more rounded on top, flat on the bottom. You've got a, you know, battery on the top and bottom of this. This thing, this fuselage, this primary, like, battle station fuselage, uh, sweeps all the way back and into just a huge body section, I guess you would describe it as, for this guy. A really large body. Um, it looks like, so... The, the 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 shape of the ship on the back is interesting because is it asymmetrical is what I'm wondering yes it is yes so we can get two angles of this thing basically and also there's a lot of photos of it in game so I'm like looking real quick so yeah you have the primary bow which is like you know uh, I do like also in these free space screenshots that even though like there's like a top and bottom orientation a lot of these screenshots are taken from like you know, like, angles that are quote-unquote weird, even though in space there are no weird angles because there's no up and down. But you know uh-huh. what I mean. Uh, and so, besides the central fuselage, which has, like, the two turrets on the top, the one on the bottom, you've got the whole huge back section, which on the right side has, like, a more flat section sticking out. I'm presuming this is, like, the launch bay, uh, given the design of it, just because it's, like, a weird, like, flat section that sticks out of the side. That makes sense. I'm afraid I'm not sure. Um, and then the other side, uh, mostly just has a bunch of little, uh, it, it's mostly greebles. This is a lot of greebles. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just an interesting ship, though, with the shape, just having this big asymmetrical, like, you know, destroyer. Um, and I'm, like, looking through these pictures of it. Um, it, 
it's big. Uh, it's impressive seeing it in games like fi- in the game firing its beam cannons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do want to ask though. It looks like some Terrans are fighting Terrans here. Yeah. You uh, know. specifically, someone named Koth is mentioned here. Uh, People make bad choices. I was going to say, specifically, that Koth underestimates the firepower of this thing. So it looks like he pulled his ship up to it, and it looks like that went real bad for him. Yeah, there there are a couple of of rebellions that that happen, you know, various people. Um, There is a good one where (laughs) the... The game doesn't think that the Galactic Terran Alliance is a bunch of perfectly good, flawless people, right? Yeah. Because there is a great one where, so the Sheevans start to show up, and the Terran Alliance is like, Sheevans aren't real, you guys are out of your minds, stop stop talking about it. And there's a group that go traitor, that you have to go hunt down, and as you're fighting them, they're like, guys, we need to stop fighting each other, we need to stop fighting the Vasudans. And team up against the Sheevans. This is a real problem. And you're, and the, 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 you know, of course, your leadership's your your like your commanders like kill these you know traitorous sons of bitches. And then two missions later, they're like, so we're teaming up with the Vasudans. God. <laughs> uh, um, there oh, is I, also, of course, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I really like the shot of uh, an Orion against two UEF frigates, uh, like on Saturn's rings. Here, this is cool. Just cool amount of scale going on with this uh, game is what I will say. Mm-hmm. So this is our this is our two kilometer long friend. Um, but since you brought this up, we do have to talk about the six kilometer friend, don't we? Ah, uh, the the UEF forget there the uh, co- or no wait no the GTVA Colossus. Oh, big, very. Um, all right. So this is actually a. Terran Vasudan Alliance uh, ship. Uh, it has over 80 weapon turrets with 240 combat spacecraft on board. Okay, so is this your primary ship that you're on? I'm curious. Or do you have a primary ship you're traveling with or no? Uh, you tend to get, like, you tend to be on one ship for, like, seven or eight missions and then move to another one. Um, okay. This one shows up, uh, like, the, the second half of, of Free Space 2. And then most most of your jobs are going to be helping it. Yeah, so this monster is, uh, you have the front, this one's actually a little easier to talk about because you just have a front and a back. So the front uh, has like an interesting kind of weird shape, like it, it, it's, it's, it's got like kind of a dome on top, like in terms of shape, because it kind of, you know, it, it starts to flatten as it goes down. Um, mm-hmm. And then the bottom, you have a big round part that connects into a large square, like structure that then also has like a bigger base on it, uh, on the in the middle of that like column. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like you have a lot of like little antenna and whatnot sticking out of the front of this as well, uh, which makes sense. The other ship I should have mentioned also has like antenna and stuff all like kind of all over it. Um, mm-hmm. Then you've got like a central strut that connects this into the rear half. So it's like this big, uh, I would almost say like kind of bare bones, uh, strut, right. Cause it just looks like a bunch of like metal, basically like a bunch of metal girders, uh, mm-hmm. that connect yeah. into the back of this. And the back of this is like a, a, a chunky section that ends in giant engines on the back. There are turrets located all over this thing that you can see all over the place. Uh, 
not really any wings or any other structure going on is the thing, right? You, this is another one of those examples of a lot of greebles, but it does have on the back this really large um it has this really large like section on the bottom that has a, an engine block uh on the bottom there. And mm-hmm. this is just like a massive thing, which I guess it's called the Colossus, so that makes sense. Because this looks like it would just be a big mass of, like, metal and stuff. Yeah, this is their, like, their sort of, like, big showy trump card to end the war, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, so this was, this was their, like, in the first game, you fight a, you fight a Lucifer, and then it's like, oh, they have a couple of Lucifer-class ships. Well, check it out, motherfuckers, here's the Colossus. We're gonna wipe them all out, and it's not even a problem. Um, and then they introduce the Sathanas class, which is also six kilometers long, but they have hundreds of these. Ah, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, so that's a problem. Yeah, uh, just to describe this one very quickly, this is a claw. This is like you <laughs> yes. turned a face hugger that has four claws into a ship is what this looks like. Yeah. Uh, this is a nightmare machine. Um, also looks like it has a, you know, giant beam primary on the front of it that it can, like, direct and aim. Oh, it has four. All those oh, oh, all those claw beams. arms end in beams. Ah, and I can see one of the screenshots is uh, completely annihilating the Colossus there. Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, all hands, we're gonna take this thing down. And you do, like, a big, like, emergency red alert mission, and you scramble everything you have, and you blow it up. And then they jump in 20 more, and you're like, ah! (laughs) So, this thing is so large that its debris is classified as an individual model and ship of the space hunks. (laughs) Because it is so large that when it blows up, I guess it has to leave entire objects still on the map. Um, How do they win? (laughs) Well... It ain't good. It's sort of a classic trick, right? Uh-huh. Um, you, as a gambit, you're like, you show them where the jump node, because how it works is you can jump, you can you have jump drives that can jump around within a system, but if you want to reach another system, there are jump nodes, right? Yeah. Um, and as a gambit, you reveal to them the jump node to Earth. And so they send their whole fleet, and then you trigger, like, three supernovas on purpose. <laughs> oh. Well, then. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, because once you introduce uh, hundreds of these, I don't know how you escalate from there without killing humanity at that point. So, uh, seemingly a gambit of, okay, we're just going to have to nova multiple systems to blow them the fuck up. And that works? Or does it end in yeah. a cliffhanger? Okay, I had to, I had to ask. I think I I if I remember right, it ends being like, and as as like and like that was it. That's kind of <laughs> funny. Oh man, it does. I believe it did also, however, mean I think you in the process destroyed the jump node to Earth. Oh, so, it's so like, you're stranded. We'd have to. Well, there there are a bunch of there are a bunch of systems like. You aren't stranded. You have a, humanity has a bunch of other star systems, so it's okay. Uh-huh. Earth is stranded. Oh, oh, that's sad. Yeah. So, that's that's my again my recollection of a game I haven't played in 
at least a decade. But <sighs> well, there is a there is a part in the fight where it is like uh, in that mission where your objective is just run because it's like okay you started the supernova go you have to go <laughs> you you've got to leave and uh, no no you think you think you've gone far enough no further go <laughs> well, well you you just have to get to the jump point right yeah you just destroyed. have to jump away before uh the star explodes which i imagine no ship is surviving no not so much not even the shivan ones so yeah, all right. Well, that was quite a few ships. Uh, yeah, free space. Bunch of fun. Sounds panels. cool. I want to. I kind of want to play it now. I mean, I was yeah. interested when I heard it mentioned, but now, of course, having been invested in little things in it, now I'm more in wanting to try it. You know. Well, and here's another fun thing. You know, you don't have to get into this. I don't know if I will. Right, but um, click this link for me. Oh, uh, this is a list of all the campaigns they've made for this game. Just oh. the fans have built a bunch of campaigns. Okay, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Including parodies and AU's and and, yeah, ba- and, and Battlestar Galactica and Babylon Five. Yes, they just they just. Oh went. my God, that's yeah. I was like, wait, Babylon Project. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Uh okay. I mean, I guess the structure of Free Space probably makes it suitable for this kind of thing. And nobody makes these games anymore, right? Like, no. even, like... Well, you, you get a lot of... Okay, so, for Space Sims, in my experience, you get a lot of Space Sims usually made by indie studios, and because they are made by more independent studios or less big studios, the problem with Space Games is they cannot encompass the scope that you want out of these games, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are, like, like um... What's it? There's like one I own on Steam that I tried a little bit, and again, it, even it felt limited. Like a Evercron Mercenary, right? This is a game. Mm. God, I haven't played it since 2014. Um, uh, that is not like I don't think uh, like a bad one of these, but you know they all focus one. They usually don't have like major campaigns in the same way. It's usually you're an independent mercenary flying your ship, and you're doing little missions in order to you know, do trade and go across the galaxy. Or maybe you just do trading. You know, they focus on, like, the individual, though, without having, like, really campaigns, I guess, is And this is Ace Combat. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's the other thing, is, like, even, like, they don't have the scale you want in the games that get made these days, because this was, this was a, you know, a major release. Yeah, this is and a major also, release. And also, it's Ace Combat, and most of these games are trying to, like, and I, I want to be clear... I also love, like, the, like, you know, Freelancer, that classic, you know, Chris Roberts game. I think yeah. that's fantastic. I love, like, flying around and being a mercenary, doing trading stuff. But, like, this, you know, military campaign ace combat stuff, literally no one does. Yeah, no, it's just... And I, and I like I said, I understand why. It's probably very, uh... It's very... It's probably very hard, you know? It's just, yeah. you have a lot of things to do. Uh, probably easier to make something that randomly generates more simple missions and focuses on the individual than having, like, a true campaign. Because a campaign requires writing, it requires a lot of designs if you want it to be good. And, like you mentioned also, I think there are just people who are just more interested in doing the I'm I'm a space trucker thing more than um, the campaign. Which is just a shame. It's just, 
science fiction is just one of those genres that's also hard to work in because of the spectacle needing budget behind it generally. Like, I know mm-hmm. people would say, well, no, it doesn't need, but it, it needs work, right? Like, even if you're making an independent project for science fiction, I feel like you need to focus a lot on design. Um, you and know, one just, reason and- I've been complaining about Starfield is learning that, oh, its worlds are fucking uh, proc-gened rather than handcrafted. That makes it immediately way less interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, the secret, I think, and I'm not saying this would make it like easy it will never be easy it will always be a lot of hard work by really hard-working talented people but just make it low res oh just don't like don't try and make it cutting edge graphics make it look like free space yeah which to be fair that seems to have been embraced by more and more people as time has gone on Um, yeah it's been great to see yeah it's just going, hey, I don't need to make my game all... I don't need to make every game 4K. You know, you still have some gamers that are annoying uh, about that kind of thing. But honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we had the wave of people doing independent um, work with, like, sprites and whatnot for a while now. Um, I really like that it does seem like a lot of independent work is going, hey, what if I just did, like, you know, 3D that is serviceable, but, you know, has, like, an art style, but is lower poly. Again, it's still a lot of work. D- don't get me wrong. As someone who has worked in 3D multiple times now, um, 3D work is hard <laughs> and takes work. Um, and making all those assets is still difficult. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad more people have embraced doing, like, very low poly, simple art styles for these kind of things. And using that to be able to do what feels beyond the scope of what they would normally be able to do. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, lordy. Well, I was... Man, let me tell you. Uh, I, I went on Steam just because we were talking about it, and I went on the front page, and let me tell you, new and trending, awful, awful thing to see on Steam. What has happened to this website, or this uh, service? I mean, I'm sure it's been like this for a long time now, I just never go to the front page, but oh my god. Anyway. Huh, yeah, okay, sure. Helping the hotties, huh? Uh, helping the hotties, uh, that's not even the worst one there. That one No, is... it's not. I decided to mention you, the, you, the You less... are gonna read, uh, quote-unquote, my lovely step- stepsister being the very first thing no, you I'm see in there. Well, nope. I did. Nightmare. Anyway, sorry, I was like, I was like, ah, what if I go to the Steam front page and try, and then I'm going to go into the search bar and look up, like, Space Sims, because I'm curious about that. And then I scrolled down, though, and then I'm like, oh, these are all recommended. Oh, Oh, these all look like either weird garbo or lots of porn. That is also weird garbo, probably. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I please go off with your porn. Just make good porn. <laughs> it's not for me, but I demand quality in all things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that it's porn that makes it immediately bad. It's that it's, like you said, game titles like Helping the Hotties. And stuff. Anyway, all right. Well, we have reached the end. So we have six. Where can people find you and your work online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. Where did I just say you could find me? I just, I just, my brain just stopped. What happened? Where am I? 
Uh, <laughs> that's that works for t- Twitter and co-host. I think if I if I said my at, I really just oh man. You, spe- you did spell brain. out your at. You said at six network s i x d e t t m a r. So you did say that. I, okay, good. I thought I did. Boy, <laughs> I'm chugging now. Um, yeah, that works for Twitter and for for co-host. Check me out there. Also, find my work at scanlinemedia.com or Patreon.com/slash/scanlinemedia. Uh, we do lots of work. We do lots of podcasts. We would appreciate your support. Dylan, what about you? Um, you can find me and my work and everything I do on either Low Poly Robot on Twitter, Low Poly Robot on Co-Host, and Low Poly Robot on Blue Sky. Uh, haven't posted really on Co-Host and Blue Sky in a while. Uh, also, really haven't been posting on Twitter all that much either, if I'm being honest. Uh, just, you know, away from online. Probably for the yeah. best, honestly. Um, uh, I did post... I, I made a new game in Armored Core 6 on the PS4 version, because that's the one my partner has. And I was like, let's try some new stuff now. And also see if I can still clear stuff really easily, uh, like it did on PC. Um, and then, you know, did that. Uh, new color scheme and new pilot name and whatnot, so that was fun. But yeah, that's all I've really been posting about. That and, uh... Was I posting about when I finally finished... Yeah, I did post about finally finishing DQ11. The game that never fucking ends. It's uh, a very long game. Well, okay, so Dragon Quest Eleven. just to mention it briefly. You have a post-game, which is actually a third act. It's not really a post-game. Like, it, you could stop playing and it would be fine, but the thing is, the game has so much game left that it almost feels like a waste having stopped there, because it's, you know. Also, I don't really like the post-game, even though, well, I like it from a gameplay front, I don't like it from a story front. Um, if that makes sense. And sure. then I find out, after beating the post-game, that there is then a post-post-game, which is a, a small section, it's not a lot. However, in the definitive edition, they then added on something on top of that with a post-post-post game, which is a super boss stronger than the super boss from the 3DS version, which I beat. And then that final super boss, I went, I have a full level 99 party, and this is harder than the last super boss I beat, which was already uh, something that, like, took a bit of effort to beat. I'm done. (laughs) It's fine, actually. Uh, as much as I'm normally a person who likes 100%ing JRPGs, my god, does Dragon Quest XI have a lot of fucking JRPG. I have never played a JRPG wherein I have maxed out the levels of my characters, and then was given something that's like, okay, but also we're gonna make it even harder than the thing that already required you to max out your levels. And I was like, okay, well, I think you've beat me there. Well played, sir. Anyway, yes, DQ11, uh, fun game, but oh my lordy, uh, in a way that's funny for me, because I'm usually the person who's like, you know, I understand why people want shorter games, I totally get it, but I am also the person that gets obsessed with the game and starts playing it nigh on constantly, you know, looks at me making a new game on Armored Core 6 after 100%ing the PC version, I'm just like this, it's fine, um, but I, I think DQ11 is the first game that I'm like, oh, this is just way too long. Like, not just long. I've had games where I've had a critique that eh, could have been a little shorter. This is a long game, though. 
which I can see why people call it a post game. But again, it is so much of the content of the game that it all—it doesn't feel. It feels like I'm lying, calling the the post game the post game. It is a third act of the game. Yeah. The only real post game is the the two super bosses and the associated side quests with those, uh, in my opinion. But that's that would be my thought on it. Anyway, sorry for the little ramble, but it's, you know, I have nowhere else I'm going to be talking about it. So why not here? Anyway, I'm not here. All right, Mall Six. Do you have a spicy free space quote to end us off on? Well, you know, I thought about it, and I just just decided to go with. You are firing on friendly targets, pilot. Don't do that. Sometimes you have to. Listen, sometimes the scripting breaks, and you shot down the enemy enemy destroyer faster than they thought, and you're like, well, this mission doesn't end until my ship blows up, so... Oh, because <laughs> Cracks it's... my knuckles. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I see. Peace. Peace.